0: hi
1: what the fuck
0: oh it switched over hello hey hi hey (laughs) god damn it really
1: hey everybody welcome to i'm okay you're okay i'm not okay you're
0: not okay with me bob schneider and your other host clint wells you're welcome here's what i'm gonna do when i come visit you in austin next month is i'm gonna I'm gonna assess your recording situation over there, and I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna help you change things a little bit over there.
1: Ooh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, welcome to I'm okay, you're okay. I'm not okay, you're not okay. How are you today, Bob? Pretty good. Yeah. Didn't sound like it.
1: <laughs> uh yeah, pretty good though.
0: Sounded like you said that choking back a sob, but that's okay. I was choking back a mouthful of coffee, but
1: yeah, I'm doing pretty good.
0: I feel really good, which is really shocking because I was up super late last night, and I was sure that I was going to have to come home from taking over to school and take a nap. But I didn't do that, and I feel really productive. I've already gotten a lot done, and now we're getting this done, and that feels good. It's good to feel good. Do you ever have like your own just personal quiet time where you're just quiet for a while? No, because you know what happens if that happens? Feelings. Feelings. Can't have that. Nothing
1: more than feelings coming into my head, making me feel bad. <laughs> feelings. <laughs> oh, stop the feelings. Stay real busy. Try not to think about them. Dude, I'll have gotten through most of my life
0: without feeling anything. And I feel pretty good about it. Right. It's like a it's like a trustworthy armor. To avoid the feelings. Yeah. Even though every,
1: every therapist I've ever seen is like, well, all you have to do to really deal with all of your problems is just stop and feel what you're feeling. And then you'll realize, oh, this is just some made up
0: bullshit that I don't need to be afraid of. Well, I think, yeah. I mean, what we're afraid of is that the feelings will kill us, and it's really a fight for survival. And what happens when you let the wave hit you is you realize, oh, that doesn't kill you. It's okay. It passes. That's the hardest thing to know is that it passes. Dude, thinking of speaking of therapists, so it's just weird getting into this stage of life where some of my close friends are like therapists and doctors and stuff. People that I, as a, as a partially arrested development artist type kid i'm always still a kid i always assume doctors and therapists are grown-ups and i'm not a grown-up but now i have friends who are my age who do this job dude my friends who are therapists are super fucked up (laughs) they don't know what the hell's going on oh yeah and they have like they have full client lists dude everybody that's a therapist
1: or that became a therapist did so because they were real
0: fucked up well, my one of my best friends is a therapist. Great guy. I'm sure he's great at his job uh, in all honesty. But he's going through the worst divorce I've ever witnessed like in my in my friend group, like in my personal life. He's just going through the most brutal divorce, like a TV Woody Allen divorce. And I went out with him the other night. We I've been spending a lot of time with him cuz he's going through a tough time and one of his close friends who's also a therapist with a full client list going through the same thing. And they are both a fucking mess dude <laughs> and uh they're seeing clients every day all day every day like you can't really take a break from that you know when your life's falling apart that's just interesting to me
1: dude i can't imagine a worse job in the world than having to listen to somebody go blah blah blah
0: blah well not only that but having to at least pretend to care and be interested that's that's the hard part too and then you hear some horrible things and then you have to just go home and have dinner, and not think about it. I I met I, I knew a chick back when I lived in Birmingham, who specialized in in abused children. So she would just meet with abused kids and help them process their trauma. That was her job. That's what she did every day.
1: Dude, speaking of abused children, I don't know how my phone like. Here I, we go. Here I, we go. I, I, I semi hate <laughs> Apple. I semi hate Apple. Okay. I don't hate them, but I semi-hate them. Right. Because they just do shit to kind of fuck with you. And one of the things they do is if you don't have anything turned on on your phone, it just automatically activates iTunes when you connect to your car. And what happens is I'll get in my car, and because nothing's connected like Spotify or podcasts or whatever, it'll just start playing my iTunes. So that's what happened. And the song came on, which I don't believe I've ever heard in my life, but it's Michael Jackson singing. And I'm listening to it and the song's called, I Can't Help It. And it's basically him confessing to not being able to help himself when it comes to the young boys. <laughs> and I'm just like, he he was writing out written confessions his whole adult life as a as a performer. One of his other songs is called P.Y.T., Pretty Young Thing.
0: Well, yeah, and he's got a song on Dangerous called Keep It in the Closet, which is about let's keep our love hidden. Our love is forbidden, and we, I want to keep it hidden. Let's keep it in the closet. No one has to know.
1: God damn it, man.
0: Here are the lyrics, here are the lyrics to I Can't Help It. Looking in my mirror took me by surprise. I can't help but see you running off and through my mind. Helpless like a baby, sensual disguise. I can't help but love you. It's getting better all the time. And then he's like, even
1: if I could help it, I wouldn't help yeah. it because yeah, he I said, want to
0: get some of that young booty. He says, I can't help it if I wanted to. I wouldn't help it even if I could. Holy shit. I Love know, to dude. run my fingers softly while you sigh. Love came and possessed you, bringing sparkles to your eyes. Dude, that sparkles to your eyes. You know, like every every cartoon.
1: Where they, like, Red and Stimpy, when they show somebody start crying, they have the little sparkles in their eyes. That's what that is.
0: Dude, listen to this last verse. Like a trip to heaven, heaven is the prize, and I'm so glad I found you. You're an angel in disguise. Wow. (laughs) So gross. Although I'm looking at the songwriters list here, and I don't think Michael Jackson wrote this. You know who wrote it? That kid that he was fucking... (laughs) Oh, man, it's so horrible. God damn it. What a horrible thing. There's still people out there, too. I I somehow saw on Twitter some sort of conversation where someone was talking about Michael Jackson the way we are now. And someone wrote, well, I see you get all of your information from HBO documentaries. You should probably look at the other side of the argument. Well, here's the other thing, too. I
1: guarantee that person didn't watch the documentary. The people that don't watch the documentary and then say the documentary is bullshit, those are the people I'm like, I don't want to hear anything
0: you have to say. Who was it that watched it? Who was it? Oh, it was Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman said it was bullshit, and then he watched it, and then he was like, hey, I'm sorry, I said that was bullshit. It doesn't really seem like it's bullshit to me. Yeah, he was one of the kids that didn't get fucked. Right. And I, I, I
1: say this all the time. It's hard to believe as many... Women as I had sex with, there were a few that I didn't have sex with. And I could round up ten women that would say, I never had sex with Bob. No, I didn't rape anybody either. But Well, thank goodness for clarifying. (laughs) I'm (laughs) but I'm just saying if you're a rapist, you can find a few people that you haven't raped. You I mean, even if you want to try to rape everybody, which I'm sure he did. There were a few kids
0: that he hung out with that he didn't rape, and Corey Feldman might have been one of them. Well, I guess we can go ahead and cancel our South by Southwest panel, if any of those people ever listen to this podcast, which, of course, they don't. Should we talk about what's going on with the South by, South by Southwest issue? Let's wait. We'll talk about it in the Secret Weekly. There you go. That's a good Secret Weekly topic. Speaking of the Secret Weekly, we're on Patreon now. Now, here's the deal. Here's what I'm learning, Bob. People want to support the show, but guess what's hard to find? Our fucking Patreon. I anticipated this when we named the show, I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay, which, by the way, is the perfect title for this show, for my and Bob's ethos. However, not a great title for the modern age of trying to find shit in a waterfall of content, so... People are trying to get on the Patreon train, but they can't find it. So we have all the links in our social media. So go follow us on social media. Just look up Bob Schneider or Clint Wells and uh, you can find our Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all the links are there. But it's patreon.com slash I O K. The letters I O and K. Yeah, because if you if you go
1: if you go to Patreon and do a search for Bob Schneider, you're not gonna find anything. Even though I have another Patreon for my song club right if you type in song club nothing if you type in i okay nothing if you type in i'm okay nothing if you type go fuck yourself nothing if you type in hey
0: patreon get a better search engine you goddamn sons of fucks nothing Mm, that's surprising that last one well it's ours is simple it's patreon.com slash i o k we made that easy for you guys and it's also it's backslash but you can say slash. Whatever the slash is. The same slash you use for everything. What, it's, there's... it's called a backslash. Okay, backslash. What did I say? Forward slash? No, you just said slash.
1: Oh. And which somebody would be like, I'm trying to type in the guitar player for Guns N' Roses and I'm not, nothing's working. <laughs> Patreon.com
0: slash slash. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. Slash slash also has a Patreon. It's slash dot slash dot com slash. Yeah, except it's backslash slash. (laughs) Here's the deal with the Patreon. There's all sorts of exclusive content over there. One of those things is the Secret Weekly, an extra bonus episode, five to ten minute episode after each uh, episode every week. And there's also postcards we're going to send out. You can get every song that I'm writing every month, which January was 11. February is already at about nine or ten. So anyway, go check all that out. It's fun over there. We did get some new patrons. Uh, So I wanted to say hello to them and say thank you to them. I'm going to read their names. we got Michael Volk, Beth Townsend, Imelda Lifts, Michael Condit, and Cherie Jacobson. So thanks, guys, for the support on the Patreon. We appreciate it. Now, you'll find this interesting, Bob. Most of our patrons,
1: ladies. Because the ladies like our podcast, even though we don't have any ladies on the podcast.
0: Right. Well, we're going to start getting into that South by territory if we keep talking that. I'm going to get mad because it's a bunch of fucking bullshit. Join us on The Secret Weekly, and we'll we'll discuss it. Uh, we'll get into the deets. Let me just say this, though. Let me just put this out there into the actual podcast. Because I am concerned that I may have a confirmation bias, I, something I worry about in my life, because I, I do. Everyone does. I have been asking the women in my life about this issue, because I'm curious what the women that I know and live with and trust, who are all smart, beautiful, strong women, who are woke, who care about shit, I'm like, am I am I insane? And the the general consensus is that we're not insane. So, anyway, we'll deal with that in the secret weekly. So the show is growing, and we're getting a lot of emails. So we've we've got a stack of emails to read, or we can just talk about whatever you would like to talk about, Bob. I want to talk about a show that I just saw that's kind of fucked me up a little bit. All right,
1: it's called War of the Worlds. It's a new. Um, series it's on epics which what epics i don't know what that is never heard of it that's like sounds like a made-up fucking channel but it's on epics which i guess i have because i did a menu search for it and sure enough it showed up so it's basically uh the world right now and they hear like some alien signal and then next thing you know like all these alien balls drop onto the earth and uh and then it's war of the world's time it's so good
0: is it based on the hg wells novel
1: yeah i mean that's that's the the you know the seed of it but it's completely updated and it's international and like half of it's in french like with subtitles it's so
0: good Okay, All right, so you're recommending it. What fucked you up about it?
1: These aliens don't fuck around. They just come down and they get they get busy. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to give away anything, uh, it, but it's great and it's worth watching. I've only seen the first episode. There's three out right
0: now. What's interesting about the actual H.G. Wells novel, which I guess was written kind of around the turn of the century, is that the aliens were Martians because this is back when very little was known about Mars and it was believed that aliens lived as close as Mars, which we know now is insane, but... It's funny to think about martians so i finally listened to the post malone's
1: new record i love it man i mean i started listening to it and i was like the first five songs i'm like these songs are so fucking good that guy's so good and then about five songs in like right the song right before circles is like okay and then circles is a masterpiece and then it kind of settles into like Yeah, these are decent songs. But those first, like, four or five songs are so good.
0: He does a thing that is so impressive to me where he'll have the song, you know, he'll have like a verse and a chorus, and the melodies are what they are. And they're usually really strong. That's like one of his strongest things melody. Right. Um, But then you can tell that whoever produces him, you can tell that they do this all the time where they're like, hey, we got the song. I just want you to go in the vocal booth and just sing over it. Because his songs are filled with just all these counter hooks, like it's just seemingly inland. Like I recommend his first record the most. It's called Stony, and it's it's way more, uh, it's way less pop and way more kind of brooding, drake-ish. And uh, there's just all these. It's like him far away, like a lot of depth of field. The song's right up front in your face, but there's all these vocals of him kind of far away. You can tell he's kind of fucked up, and he's just singing to himself. And it creates this big melodic swirl, and that's kind of, a, in my opinion, a hallmark of his sound. Um, I would say Hollywood's Bleeding is probably his least—the record I like the least. But yeah, I'm with you, especially the first half of it, real strong.
1: Well, he's he's only got two records.
0: No, he's got three. He's got Stony, Billbongs, and Bentleys, and now Hollywood's Bleeding. Oh, there was one in between Stony and this one. Yeah, you ought to check that out. It's really good. It's called Billbongs and Bentleys. That that one had some pretty big hits on it. Oh wow! I didn't know that. Well,
1: he's good as fuck. And then, so I was looking at the songwriting credits, and there's a guy, Lewis Bell, that shows up all the time. I don't know who that guy is, but that dude's killing it,
0: Lewis. Because I've seen
1: him. I've seen him on. I've seen him on other uh, records like Taylor Swift. He shows up, and you know, wow. people like that.
0: Lewis Bell, American record producer, vocal producer, songwriter, and mix engineer. Uh his work includes collaborations with Post Malone, Camilla Cabello, DJ Snake, Steven Jello, Selena Gomez, Lord, and Taylor Swift. Damn. He's my age. Well, that makes me feel like shit. I'll tell you what did get me excited. One of the reasons I stayed up so late last night is I read Daniel Lenoir's book, which is called Soul Mining. Are you familiar with Daniel Lenoir at all? Yeah. He's most famous for producing like the mid 80s U2 stuff, and he did Octoon Baby also. He's but he's worked with U2 a lot. He did Peter Gabriel so. He did Willie Nelson's Teatro, but I—I I, the only reason I dipped into the book is because he's hes produced two pretty awesome Dylan records, one called Oh Mercy and one called Time Out of Mind, which actually won a Grammy in like 97, but dude, that book just got me, So you ever like look at the accomplishments of some people and it makes you want to quit what you're doing because you feel like a failure, but then you'll read the accomplishments of some other people and it, for whatever reason, it makes you want to go make stuff. You, have you experienced that dichotomy? For sure. What's the difference? What what makes that difference happen?
1: Well, one guy makes you think, oh, I can do this. Right. And then the other guy, you're like, well, I can never do that. And that's the difference. So some people make things look really easy and doable. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to go do that. The, the record that I listen to that makes me want to quit playing music is Talking Heads' Greatest Hits. Because if you listen to their greatest hits... I can't do what they did, but they can't either. So it's unfair of me. It's, it's it's unfair for me to listen to the greatest hits of Talking Heads. It, it's better for me to just listen to one of their albums where some songs aren't very good, right? And then I can go, oh, okay, these people are
0: human. Because when they hit it out of the park, it, it's it's so otherworldly and it's so unimaginable that that can really. <laughs> be a bummer you're right like hearing the record hearing like uh, what are the what are, like what are the big records Um, well the one where Fear this of music. is not my life
1: this is not my life you know the, right. the, this is not my beautiful wife how did this I get here my beautiful house that once in a lifetime is it's one of those songs like uh, bridge over troubled waters it's like how do you write this
0: it's like Deborah singing that song well how did I get here you I ask yourself? <laughs> How how did I end up with an iron lug? You may ask yourself, how did I end up in a loveless marriage?
1: The days go by. Hmm. How did you end up with those varicose veins? (laughs) You may ask yourself. How did you end up with those support stockings? Where
0: did you get those, CBS. How did you end up with a colostomy bag? Uh, Mm. What is an example of an artist that makes you feel like you can do it?
1: Kind of Everybody.
0: Listening to that post Malone, I was like,
1: I feel like I could do
0: this. Yeah, I feel that way when I listen to him too. It makes me want to go work on that material. Also, Lil Peep, which I just watched his documentary, uh Every Everybody's Everything. How likable is that guy? He is just he seems like such a sweetie pie. Uh, clearly a magnetic individual. And did you feel this way about like all the people that they interviewed, all these other like little peep wannabes? All posers, all uninteresting. Totally. And
1: all, like, just, like, don't get the face tattoo. Like, his face tattoos were so real. Like, there was nothing posed about those tattoos. But whereas everybody else, they were like, oh, yeah, I guess I'll get a little – give me a little something right here and uh, maybe a little something over that. Like, I feel like everybody else was like, "Mm, yeah, just give me a little – let me give, give, uh, just write like a wild, wild one right over this eyebrow,
0: whereas you could tell he just waited and said, fuck me up. It's a sad rumination on the sort of hanger on vibe that happens to people like him who are clearly extremely special. And what happens when you're a special person, but also extremely insecure, which he was, is you just let all these fucking people leech you. And that ultimately was kind of part of what killed him, you know. I'm not saying they killed him, but just he had like 20 people partying on his bus and feeding him drugs all the time. It's like kind of like uh, I was listening to a Dan Aykroyd interview where he was talking about Belushi. And he's like, you know, everyone just fed him drugs all the time because all the hangers-on just wanted to be the guy that helped him party because he was a party guy. And there wasn't anyone around him that loved him enough to be like, hey, man, let's not do that for a bit. I'm sure there were plenty of people that loved Lil Peep, plenty of people
1: that loved John Belushi, and they were all concerned for him. And they were like, hey, we really care about you, and we're worried about you. And John Belushi is like, go fuck yourself. And little people is like, go fuck yourself. I want a party. And that's why he was hanging out with those guys, because he wanted a party. When you want a party, you want a party.
0: I don't know, man. I think some people get locked into stuff. I mean, they talk explicitly in the documentary about how. He'd look around and like there's all these people in his house and he just wanted to be alone, but he didn't want to be he didn't want to be the bad guy kicking everybody out. He he did, he he wanted everyone to like him.
1: Yeah, of course he did, but he also wanted to party.
0: It's pretty sad, but what a I mean, did that documentary encourage you to get into his tunes at all? He's got a couple of records that are really great. I've listened to all of
1: his music. I mean, obviously there's you can kind of he's he died when he was 21, so you can you Not can a lot. get all of you can listen to all of it. So uh, I listen to all of it. Uh, there's a few songs that are great. And then the rest of it's like, okay, he's he's good. I, I will talk about this guy, uh, Bad Bunny. Do you know Bad Bunny?
0: I don't know Bad Bunny.
1: Bad Bunny is like a Latin guy. And basically he's just, he like grabbed a, a Post Malone song and then wrote it in Spanish. And that dude has got billions of plays on Spotify. It's so crazy. Wow. But but if you listen to he just writes the same he's like last year he wrote the same song like 6 times and it's just a Post Malone song that he kind of ripped off <laughs> okay. and and but nobody cares. Nobody cares. I mean, if you look at the music industry nowadays, everybody's trying to write the same trap rap song. It's so boring and so like pedestrian and so hack, but nobody cares.
0: And I think it's I think that it's yeah, it's created a cycle of disposable content where they like it, but the song doesn't mean anything. And so therefore you can just replace it with something that sounds exactly like it and everyone's like, oh cool. In fact, great, because I was already bored with this disposable, shitty, lifeless thing. It was fun for a minute, but now I'm tired of it. Whereas I went down a Paul Simon rabbit hole your day of just watching him play the song American Tune through the years. And a song like that like sticks in culture forever. Or or like uh uh you know, the sound of silence. Like songs like that, they they stick around forever. They're not disposable. You can't replace those songs. Did you sound like the guy
1: that's like talking about Mozart, going, Man, if you listen to Mozart's Fifth Symphony and compare that to Jerry Lee Lewis's music, I mean, come on. Jerry Lee Lewis is so exposed. like Paul Simon's music is so like disposable whereas mozart will live forever
0: okay well you know what i'm
1: saying is true i know what you're saying is true but that's what we are now
0: that's what that's what you're turning into and what i am i will i accept it because it's true and you 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 have to get some fucking life on your belt for you can properly diagnose things because the thing is when paul simon was hanging out in the 70s there was a lot of disposable you know pop top of the pops bullshit that's gone now It's not like there was only great stuff being done when Paul Simon was putting out uh, Graceland or Still Crazy After All These Years. There's a bunch of bullshit we never even know about because it was bullshit. What's going to last from today is probably going to be, you know, Jason Isbell songs and Jack White songs. And, you know, I I don't even know. I'm I'm sure I'm missing some. You're missing a guy named Bob Schneider. Yeah. Well, of course, Bob Schneider. You're in the pantheon, bro. You can hold your, I think you hold your own with a lot of those people for sure.
1: I'm definitely better than Jason Isbell. And if he's listening, I'll challenge you to a song right off. Uh, That's tough. He's got some good ones. Yeah, but I got better ones. That's like saying, oh, Jason Isbell's got a really nice dick. Yeah, he does. But guess who's got a
0: nicer one? Be schnizzy. I'm not saying this because I'm a straight man, which by the way, I guess you can just be killed for being a straight man now. Being straight is just punishable by death now. But as a straight man, here's I'm gonna weigh in on what I think Jason Isbell's dick is like. Okay, but I'm not I'm not gonna be intentionally negative because I'm straight. Okay, here's my grade of Jason Isbell's All right.
1: dick. You 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 grade the thing that you don't know anything about.
0: Right. Then I'll grade the thing I don't know anything. Yeah. about. Yeah, I'm gonna give Jason Isbell's dick a five.
1: Yeah, I'd give him a five too. Yeah and i'd give my dick about a 6 maybe a 5.5 5.
0: <laughs> i'm going to give your dick a 4.5 ah!
1: <laughs> i don't like that grade
0: <clears throat> at all i'm just kidding i can't weigh in on your on your horrible penis you can weigh
1: in on it but but well, i'm i'm giving his dick a 5 and i'm giving mine a 5.5 5. so i'm edging his dick out slightly By the way, if Jason Isbell weighs in on his dick and he comes in higher than whatever I just rated, then I'm going to re-rate my dick. So if he goes, hey, man, I got a 7.2, I'll be
0: like, "Mm, let me re-rate. Oh, yeah, 7.5,
1: biatch.
0: I would guess he would rate his dick higher than we did. I would guess that. I don't know, man. He's
1: funny, dude. Have you ever heard him interviewed? He's so funny. And I wish some of that humor— came out in his songs. I just yeah, don't hear it.
0: There's not a lot of humor. He's, he, his songs are very serious, but he's actually pretty acerbic. Yeah, you're right. He is funny. So he I, he could be one of those guys like Bruce Springsteen
1: where he saves it all for the stage, like the banter, which like, if you see Bruce Springsteen live, he, he's having a lot of fun. He's cutting up. He's making people laugh. He's making people have a good time. And then in between that, he's playing these incredible songs that... Are really gospel songs that are just meant to uplift a huge group of people.
0: He is just an incredible uh, artist all all around. Uh, read his book. I mean, anytime he gives a speech or like gives a keynote, or he inducted U two into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and that speech was amazing. He inducted Bob Dylan. Like the dude's just a special dude for sure.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: I'm gonna give his dick a nine.
1: <laughs> no way, dude. I'm gonna give his dick a four.
0: Oh, boo! I boo that.
1: No, here's why: because he's tiny, dude. I don't know if you've ever seen him in person. I have. He's maybe four foot. That doesn't have
0: anything tops. to do with how big your dick is? You yeah. know that?
1: No, I, it does have a lot to do with it. Like, I mean, compared to his stature, he has a normal sized dick. But if you were to like compare his dick to my dick, because I'm like almost twice as tall as he is, man, forget about it. It's like comparing a watermelon to a lime
0: <laughs> well on that note we're going to leave here and go into the secret weekly and talk about the South by Southwest bullshit uh, thanks for joining us on I'm okay you're okay I'm not okay you're not okay we've got other podcasts check out the song club check out metal up your podcast and once again it's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com backslash i-o-k if you want to support us on Patreon leave the positive review we'll see you next week on the flip-flop peace 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 <laughs>